everyone. Welcome to episode seven of Behind the Blank Slate. In this episode, we're going to discuss body image and all those things associated with it. We're going to include psychoeducation about body image, body dysmorphia, signs of body image distress, current issues with COVID being lifted, and ways to increase body neutrality and acceptance. Let's get started with just a general overview of like what is body image, what is the body image spectrum, so you know kind of where we are operating from. So we kind of conceptualize body image as being on a spectrum and kind of stemming from like body hatred, body dislike, to body neutrality, all the way over to the other side to body acceptance and body compassion. And, you know, PSA, like not everyone feels comfortable or feels that body acceptance or body compassion and body love is attainable. And that's okay. Like, all of this is stepping stones. Like the first thing we have to do is work towards body neutrality. Um, Another piece too, is that body image, a huge piece of it is also like acceptance of change because our bodies will forever be changing throughout our lives, right? We're getting older. We went through puberty as teenagers. If you have a child, if you have an illness, right? All of these different things, you know, if there's a lot of stress in your life, all of these different things are going to affect our body. So I want to put that out there of, you know, it's not really just about the physical body. Body image is also about that fear of change too. Totally. And just to elaborate on body neutrality because I think it's so important what body neutrality can look like is just like not really caring either way like not not caring but like not having a judgment having it be neutral or you know more descriptive just lacking judgment like reality like that is the reality this is what it is right this is what my body looks like cool Mm -hmm. moving on that's body neutrality Right. This is an arm. This is a leg. Right. And so it doesn't have to be like, oh, I love myself, like posting pictures Mm -hmm. in lingerie. Oh, my God, look at my biceps. How cool. That's not body neutrality. And so a lot of the times we just want people to get to the point of this is my body. Period. Yes. (laughs) No judgment attached. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And a lot of things, too. So different facets of body image, body dysmorphia can be part of it it is not a part of it for everyone so don't worry if you're like oh my gosh I didn't like myself that one day I have body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. no (laughs) um it is you know a disorder in the DSM it's it can be a common part of negative body image but again like it doesn't mean that you have body dysmorphia if you are just liking your body or a part of your body but essentially the DSM says that the diagnosis is when a person is preoccupied with physical features which they perceive as flawed though this is not apparent or a matter of concern to to other people around them there's also a history of repetitive you know behavioral component focused on the perceived physical anomaly such as obsessively examining it grooming um, seeking reassurance Um, people may even engage in like plastic surgery for this Um, and again just because you have plastic surgery doesn't mean you have body dysmorphia. I feel like we need to put all the PSAs out there. Um, but every, all of these things are on a spectrum, right? So that's important to remember. 
Right. And body dysmorphia can be the scar you have on your hip. You think it's so noticeable. You think everyone will see it. You hide it with makeup every day. Body dysmorphia can be looking at yourself in the mirror, thinking you're a size that you're not buying clothes in that size when they don't fit you because you are not that size Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It can be such a range and again, a spectrum. But body dysmorphia is this hyper fixation that is really impacting your functioning. Right. And I think we also have to say, like, body dysmorphia and negative body image can also be common parts of an eating disorder. Just because you struggle with one or both of these things doesn't mean you have an eating disorder. But I think it's something, you know, to further assess and just be aware of. Um, You know, common facets of eating disorders look like restriction, binging, purging, um, compulsive exercise. I know a lot of people don't think of movement as being part of an eating disorder as well, but it definitely can be. But um, today we're going to be focusing more on the body image prospect. So if y'all, you know, are curious about eating disorders or the other parts that might be included in it, we really suggest y'all, you know, do some reading. We have this great resource we're going to share later, but there are tons of books um, kind of talking about eating disorders and body image and how to cope with that. Because a lot of times it's a lot of fear and shame that comes up whether that's an eating disorder or body image, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of self-shaming and a lot Mm -hmm. of self-worth tied up in body image. And, And really we learned that somewhere, right? We weren't getting our needs met somewhere along the line. I feel like especially existing today, the focus is so much on our bodies, what we look like, how we're aging, all these things. It's so focused on. When I feel like that's the least interesting part about me personally, like, is my body. That was kind of a dice roll, whatever body I got kind of thing. Um, But I feel like there's such a fixation on it, whether it's in media, how we're looking and judging other people. Like, our body is the first thing that people see. And and it's, you know, it's in commercials. Like, do you need to be working out? Like, do you need to be dieting? Like, all these things can be so harmful and make you feel so ashamed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We're definitely going to get into like diet culture because it really is everywhere. And we're so used to it. We don't even know. Mm-hmm. But when we step back, like I stepped back and started noticing every single ad that came up on Hulu or, you know, whatever streaming service or like commercials. If you're watching regular TV and everyone's like, oh my gosh, she has Hulu with ads. <laughs> but like all of the commercials <laughs> and the ads, like, 90% of them are probably about something of how you could change your body. And it really floored me when I really started noticing this. I was like, this is wild. And we've been taking in this input our entire lives, whether it's from people in our life, commercials, TV, social media, a billboard, a restaurant, like we've been taking in these messages. Like, of course, there's this internalized shame, right? It makes sense how it got here. But I still think we, you know, do not have to suffer with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Signs that you're struggling with your body image can be negative thoughts, self-shaming or self-judging thoughts, rumination, intrusive thoughts about your body. You might be feeling shame, anger, unworthiness. Behaviors include body checking, comparing your body with other people's bodies, avoidance of clothes or mirrors avoidance of events because you don't feel cute enough you don't feel comfortable in your body to go out in public Um, holding on to clothes saying I'll fit into this again someday it could be stepping on a scale a lot Mm -hmm. definitely 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it really does span, like, your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And, again, this is not an exhaustive list by any means. Um, But these are some really common ones that come up, especially, you know, the holding on to the clothes, right? Keeping stuff in your closet where people are like, I'll be this size again one day. I'll make myself fit into this. And it's like, wouldn't it be so much more self-compassionate to be like, okay, I can donate this and buy something that I feel comfortable in. Right. But we keep ourselves in these cyclical patterns. We keep ourselves feeling this way by maintaining all of the things that, yes, we learned in like childhood and like the earlier parts of our life. Um, but really needing to change these patterns. Right. Or else our body, our negative body image is just going to stay there. Totally. I'm thinking about like how stressful it is sometimes to go up in clothing size. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and depending where you shop, like the sizes can vary so much between stores. Like in some stores, I'm like a large in some stores, I'm a small, it just literally depends. Mm -hmm. And there's really no way of knowing but that stress can be so debilitating. It might stop you from buying clothes going to stores, things like that. So and even I'm thinking of like contouring and makeup, if you feel like you need to contour your face constantly, because you feel Mm -hmm. like something about it is wrong, or you need to change it. So it appears a certain way. You're probably struggling with body image. Yeah. And I think about like the things that we lose out when we focus too much on body image, right? Like even if we went out with those friends or those family, are you present, right? Are you in your negative thoughts the whole time? Are you in a shame spiral when you get home, right? I feel like there's so much more even than just, you know, the negative, it ha- the negative impact it can have on yourself, but like on your relationships, on the other people around you that that may really feel like you're actually quite distant and and that miss you. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, I mean, I'm noticing this so much more now, like with the pandemic lifting and like people seeing each other again and getting vaccinated and all those things. Like there is this fear, there's like this mix, like excitement to see people, but like this fear of seeing people again because of body image. Like you mentioned people not wanting to leave their house, right? Like seeing people again after a year, after a year and a half. Um, I think it's really normal that that's like an anxiety provoking situation. Like even if you don't struggle with body image, it can just be like, well, I haven't seen this person in forever. Like this will be interesting. Mm -hmm. But really, you know, not letting that fear keep you in your house. Right. We've been in it long enough. We got to (laughs) leave. But like still facing that fear and facing those thoughts and feelings and still going outside of your house and having those connections right? So we don't get trapped in just the negative thought and shame spirals. Right. I'm even thinking about all the people going on beach vacations right now. Mm -hmm. Like imagine if you're so stressed out about the way your body looks that you're not enjoying your probably expensive vacation Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And instead you're kind of miserable. Like that sounds really bad. Yeah. That's a thing. Like a lot of people think, you know, if I'm struggling with body image, it doesn't impacts me that much or doesn't impact other people and like I again just keep going back to like those connections and those joys that we're missing out on like if we're in our heads about body image on that beach vacation we're gonna miss like how amazing that beach is right we're gonna miss like all of the wonderful parts of that vacation yeah I'm also thinking about how we talk to ourselves or like how we were 
parented and stuff like mm-hmm. did your parents talk about like oh I can't believe I don't fit into this anymore and did that was that passed on generationally like how we talk about ourselves in front of people and that yeah it totally might affect our relationships and like how people feel about themselves even around us mm-hmm. absolutely I'm glad that you brought up like families and like how this is kind of passed down right because that's mm-hmm. how diet culture is maintained we learn yeah. it, we teach it to younger people, right? That's that's what it is. And so, yeah, like if anyone, you know, had parents that were on diets a lot or were always saying you can only eat quote unquote healthy foods and they meant like a salad or something um, or, you know, yeah, if they made a lot of comments on their bodies or even on your bodies as a kid, right? That makes sense that that would like maintain that diet culture. And now as an adult, you know, we get to make that choice of how do we want to treat ourselves, And this really makes me think about, you know, how do we want to treat ourselves? If we didn't have that initial experience, how how would we want to treat our bodies? And I think the first step is even bringing awareness that it's an issue. Because I know for Mm -hmm. me growing up in the 2000s, it was like Paris Hilton, like Kate Moss, like um, even on Friends and like TV shows like that, everyone wanted to be stick skinny and that was the norm that was the cultural norm I mean you know I grew up in California kind of thing that was the norm and I don't think anyone perceived that as even being an issue and everyone's hyper focus and fixation on it I don't think was actually perceived as an issue until it got to like very extreme an eating disorder mm-hmm. but absolutely. even bringing awareness that it's an issue like you're focusing on your body way too much mm-hmm. absolutely yeah like these are not things that are really talked about all that much like definitely in recent years it's become much more of a topic in pop culture like I think of like Lizzo and like people that are like body activists and like really able to like speak their truth and be like hey this is me like I'm not judging me other people are judging but I'm not judging me Mm -hmm. and that's that's like radical right to say that we're not judging our bodies and how wild is that that that's the radical thing right to yeah. not judge your body um <laughs> to 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 have neutrality or acceptance or love or compassion for your body right at any size i gotta put that out there right at any size like we do live in a fat phobic cold fat is not a judgment like right we're in smaller bodies we're in bigger bodies humans bodies range that's just that's like neutrality right it's just a thing it's not good or bad but like society places this judgment on it Mm -hmm. and again even bringing awareness that this is what's going on and it's pro if it's impacting your functioning it's worth looking at or if it's just Mm -hmm. causing distress it's worth looking at Mm -hmm. and I think another important point too is like to acknowledge the intersectionality of this issue Mm. right like people of different cultures people of different ability um people of different races like everyone's bodies look different and there are like cultural expectations or cultural judgments on people in these different groups and a lot of times when we hear people you know trying to cultivate that gratitude for their body which is really important like I think of the ability piece. A lot of people are a lot of people are like, my body allows me to climb a mountain, to do XYZ. And we have to think too, like our worthiness can't be tied to an action or productivity or appearance. But it really has to come from the root of I'm worthy because I'm a human and the worth is inherent. I'm alive and I'm a human. 
Right. And I feel like our bodies, like what culture we're born into, what race we're born into, even ableism aspects, mm-hmm. like it's such a dice roll kind mm-hmm. of thing, which is why I love like radical acceptance and body neutrality so much mm-hmm. because we're not saying you have to be unloved, obsessed with your body. We're not saying you have to be like turned on every time you look in a mirror, mm-hmm. but you know, this is my body. This is where it's at. It's functioning in this way, I think we all have something wrong with, you know, our bodies. like, I don't know, sometimes I get stomach aches if I have anxiety kind of thing and my body isn't functioning how it's supposed to. But like focusing on, you know, the parts that are serving us mm-hmm. and kind of remaining neutral about it. Exactly. Like our body helps us in so many ways. Like, I mean, really just keeping us alive, right? We don't have to tell ourselves to all communicate and distribute the energy and like, you know, all the things in our brain and our heart pumping and all of those things. Um, But yeah, it's important to just recognize too that, you know, this is not a a one dimensional issue either. It's like, we're getting these messages and people are getting different messages based on like, you know, the things that we said, like their ability, their race, um, their size, right? Like thin privilege, all of those things, white privilege, all of those things. Um, And they really compound the issue. we hope this gave you a good overview and some good tools to use on you know increasing your body neutrality and acceptance our resource this week is a wonderful book called the body is not an apology by sonia renee taylor she has a book and a workbook that accompanies it but it's a wonderful book that really talks about you know the intersectionality of body image and how radical it is now to to be neutral or to accept your body. Um, a quote from her book is, concepts like self-acceptance and body neutrality are not without value. When you have spent your entire life at war with your body, these models offer a truce. But you can have more than a ceasefire. You can have radical self-love because you are already radical self-love. So we hope you all check out this book. We think it's a wonderful resource. And we appreciate y'all, you know, being here in this conversation. Thank you everyone so much for listening to the Behind the Blank Slate podcast. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as our Instagram. We now have an Instagram for Behind the Blank Slate and our personal Instagrams. Teresa is at Teresa Brown Wellness and I am at Therapy with Robin.